The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laura Wooster, and we will be taking your calls today for questions and or readings. And the name number here is 816-251-3555. Again, it's 816 816- Two five one, three five five five, and just a couple of notes about my calendar. Um, we're starting to transition back to in-person events now. Hooray! Um, so I've got four in-person mediumship demonstrations um, on the calendar. So uh, one in October, two in November, one in January. So get those on your calendar. If you're in the Boston area, we got one on the north, on the North Shore and three on the South Shore. So um, check out my website at laurawister.com. Um, also, let's see the other thing as well. Um, oh, I wanted to say thank you so much for everybody who listens regularly because uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I may have, but I got um, a note from our program director that um, this podcast is in the top five for the year or something like that. I don't frame, but you got me in the top five. So thanks much for listening and and um, listening every week and tuning into the the replays and everything I really appreciate it um, and if you happen to listen on Apple um, if you could drop a review in the Apple um, uh, app that would be awesome if you don't know how to find that um, if you just go to the unity radio page the page that has my show on on the unity online radio.org page and you look for the pink logo that's the um, the Apple logo and just go over there and drop a review I think you just can drop stars how many stars that you want to put in there for a review that would be really helpful thank you so much for listening whichever platform you have to be listening to today so Anyways, without further ado, I know it's the first Monday of the month, so you know what day that is. It is um, the time that I bring on my dear friend and colleague, Tarot Master Ann Hentz. And we're going to bring her right on. Hello, Hi, everyone. Uh, happy to be here. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hi. So glad you're back again. I know you're back in like, you were only on a couple of weeks ago, but that was because we had a holiday somewhere in there. So we're back again. So, um, and like, and as always, you always have a, a little mini lesson for our listeners, um, anybody who might be working with the cards, um, and it's always very insightful. So, what do you have for us today, Ian? Okay. Um, well, I did, <clears throat> excuse me, I did pull two cards very specifically for everyone who is listening now 
and for anyone who listens to the archives. Um, so these cards really are for you. So I will ask you to think about them, think about how they might apply to you over the next um, next few weeks. And also, as always, I um, I like to use different tarot decks for these cards. Um, I have a wonderful time using different decks. And really, I want to spark your curiosity and to encourage you to try new decks. It, once you get over that fear of, oh, my God, I don't know this deck, um, it's really liberating to have fun with um, learning and reading from uh, new decks, decks that are different. Now, I would normally say, and you can see the cards I'm about to talk about on my Instagram page, at Anne Hens Tarot, and my Facebook page, Anne Hens Connect with Spirit, all one word. However, Facebook has been down, so I'm very sad about that, and I'm assuming Instagram was as well. For now. It, it'll probably be up in a for, few hours. For now, I'm hoping. So I, I recommend that you make a note and do go back and check out these, these cards because they are so different. Okay, so the reason I chose this particular deck is because Halloween is this month, um, followed closely by the Day of the Dead on October on November 2nd. <clears throat> so on Halloween or Samhain, the veil between the worlds is the thinnest, and our ancestors are said to be closer to us. The Day of the Dead is also a celebration of ancestors and of death and rebirth. So because of these holidays, I decided to use the Santa Muerte tarot deck by Fabio Lestrani. Santa Muerte is a personification of death, and uh, she's associated with healing, protection, and safe delivery to the afterlife. Um, she's usually portrayed as um, holding a globe um, and a scythe, and uh, in this deck, she also appears to be pregnant, um, hence the death and a rebirth. Um, in, in this deck, she also is the death card. So it's a rather interesting deck. All the people on the cards are portrayed as skeletons, wearing clothes, wearing outfits. I do like the card images. I'm not a huge fan of the little white book. So one thing about working with the Santa Muerte deck, um, I'm enjoying working with it, but I had to set aside my expectations of what the cards should look like. Mm -hmm. um, I usually work with the weight system, but, and some of these cards do adhere to that system, but many of them don't, mm -hmm. um, including one that I'll be talking about today. Um, so I have to look at them with a fresh eye, which is kind of cool. This is you know, part of the fun of learning to use unfamiliar decks. And you know, again, why I like to introduce them to people. Alrighty, so the two cards that I pulled for you, our listeners, um, from the Santa Muerte deck. First card is the Knight of Cups. In this card, you see a skeleton, naturally, wearing a blue top. Blue is the color for the cups suit in this deck. Um, riding a skeleton horse, of course. <laughs> Takes you back to Mr. Ed. Okay, stop, Anne. Okay. <laughs> He's riding a skeleton knight, riding a skeleton horse through um, an archway covered with blue flowers. In this deck, the book says that this knight has reached a goal and has attained certain emotional experiences. 
But I also see that he's about to go through another arch, uh, which suggests to me that a new experience um, is waiting for him. And he's looking back at you, asking you to go with him into this new experience and see what you might learn. And probably more about emotions because it is the Nine of Cups, suit of the emotions. The other card is the Five of Wands, quite different from the standard Five of Wands um, uh, card. This card shows a skeleton wearing a red top, red being the color in this deck for the suit of wands. And the skeleton is sitting at a table. He's holding a box of matches and has struck one, wands being the suit of fire. So box of matches and he struck one. He's also looking at you. He seems to be saying, what will you do with this bright new flame, this spark that is calling you? Now, this deck doesn't quite include the conflict that we often see with the number five. Uh, but it does ask that you see the situation clearly to understand the most honest way to move forward with this exciting new project. The word honest sort of suggests the need to avoid conflict and unfairness uh, that we might see with that number five card. So both of these cards suggest something new is available to you over the next few weeks. It will be important to heed the Knight of Cups and take with you what you've already learned mm -hmm. and heed the advice of this five of wands. Find the clearest and most honest way to move forward. But both cards are showing the promise of something new and exciting. Very cool. So their message is be ready to step through that blue flowered, flowered archway, strike that match and go. Nice. Pretty cool. It is very cool. Yeah. And at some point, go go to my Facebook and my Instagram and take a look at these cards because they're just so fun and so different. Yeah, they sound really beautiful, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and I got the limited edition deck when it first when it well, when it came out. The limited edition you can't get it anymore, but it doesn't come in a box. <laughs> see, it's, it's like I want to hold it up and show you, but you can't see this. The box <laughs> is shaped like um, a coffin. And it's oh, elaborately wow. um, decorated. It's just so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. But anyway. So, yeah. so here's an idea, Anne. I'm, we're going to do this sometime for anybody who might be on, on Facebook or Instagram. At some point, I'm going to have you come on and we're going to do some kind of like a Facebook Live video kind of thing. And I'm just going to show all your decks, like your favorite ones. <laughs> just pull them out, hold them up to and just like the different packaging and everything. It's just so awesome because you have how many decks do you have? Mm, probably around 200. <laughs> so we could do a lot. Of, we could do a lot with this. That would be fun. Yeah, because we could grow old doing these decks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that wait, I'm already fun. there. Oh, no. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That would be so much fun, though. Um, it would. You have quite the collection, and it, they're just so stunningly beautiful, all the ones that you've chosen. You've got a good eye for everything. So um, I'd love to be able to, like, have everybody see what you what you see. So, um so for people who might be, I know a lot of people were introduced to you recently um, who, and they just started like just putting their little toe into the tarot world, right? So, um, and I know you, you started to touch upon, I know, I know you have a mini lesson as well, but I just wanted to kind of put this out mm -hmm. there because I know we might have some people who are brand new to this and they might have a deck that's sitting in front of them and they go, what do I do with this? 
oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. There's so much to look at. And it, let's say they do have like a right weight deck, right? And so mm-hmm. like you mentioned, the cups oftentimes will, it will um, represent emotions, right? So if you have, if we know that much, if we know what the suits mean or some keywords for the suits, that can be really helpful in trying to break down what cards can mean, right? So, Absolutely, and especially if you're using the, 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 any of the weight decks, it could be the Radiant, it could be the Rider, it could be the Universal, it could be the Smith, etc. Um, the imagery on all of those cards, especially the Minor Arcana, really tell a story. They tell you what the card is about. Yeah. Um, so it's really it's a great deck to learn on. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So if you, if you happen to have a deck in front of you and you're like, what do I do with this? And, and you just don't know where to start. Just look at the different suits look at the cups the cups emotions um wands are what what is what represents wands like what would be a keyword for wands wands would be our spirit our spark our enthusiasm our fire swords would be our intellect our beliefs ideas and communication mm-hmm. and pentacles is more grounded pentacles is earthy pentacles would be anything that's in the physical Career finances, sure, but it can be home, it can be car, it can be anything that is in our physical life. Just not health, no health. Do not use tarot for health questions. Yes, that's Just a really good point. Not meant for that. Yeah, I've seen a lot more people doing trying to use them for health. I'm like, mm, not really. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. So if, he, if, if you're just starting out, I mean, that's a, and if you're kind of drawn to the, the different suits, maybe that's something that someone might want to focus on and just kind of take a look and, and look through each card and just, just note the suits. Um, even numerology, if you're really drawn to numbers, um, I like to, I, I haven't spent too much time looking at numbers on cards, but I'm starting trying to do that more. But if you're familiar with numerology, there's, there's a whole other door that opens up for you when you're looking at the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the numbers on a card, especially, well, the, the deck I use is the Psychic Tarot, and there's a number on there, um, unlike the um, the right of weight that, I mean, there are numbers in those too, but it's just slightly different. But it's, um, but numerology is, is a big thing. So whatever you feel drawn to first, just focus on that if you're just, if you're just starting to learn how to use your cards. And that's how I found that to be helpful anyways. Um, so what, what lesson, what awesome lesson do you have for us today? <laughs> well, it's so interesting that you started talking about, um, you know, looking at, well, I mentioned the, the scene that's happening on the card and you're talking about the, the numerology and so on. Um, it's as if we had spoken about this and we hadn't. Wow, um, that's really my weird. tarot <laughs> tip for today is about symbols, using symbols on the cards. Um, I've often spoken about the many layers to a reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently on the webinar that we did with John Holland, uh, we talked about it there. So the basic layer to a reading is simply looking at the cards and interpreting the cards. Um, but other layers that add depth to a reading uh, include, as we said, looking at the numbers, uh, looking at the number of major arcana versus minor arcana. More majors, it's a stronger reading. Uh, looking at the colors. Colors have energy, numbers have energy, noticing the direction that the people are facing, and so on. So um, many, many layers to a reading. But the layer I'd like to talk very briefly about today is symbols, and that's because I wound up using one when I interpreted our two cards for the coming weeks. When I interpreted the Knight of Cups 
in this really wild and crazy and wonderful Santa Muerte deck. I noticed the archway that the knight was about to ride through. Uh, the book didn't mention the archway. It only talked about having reached a goal. The knight has reached a goal. But I found myself focusing on the archway at the back of the car that the knight was about to walk up, ride through. This was a symbol that called me. So I included it in my interpretation because somebody needed to hear that today. Um, and I talked about starting something new, going through the archway. Um, so when you find yourself really drawn to a symbol in a card, ask yourself what it means to you. You know, symbol books are fine and, and good, but really the symbols are going to speak to you in your own language, from your own past, from your own experiences. Symbols will speak to you in that way. So it's more important um, what the symbol means to you personally, not so much what the books say. So ask yourself what it means to you, that symbol. Ask yourself how it might be included in the interpretation of the card or how it might modify the meaning. Trust your intuition. Okay, and again, two more cards posted on Facebook and Instagram that don't want to play nicely right now. Um, I pulled two cards to show you some examples of what I mean about looking for symbols. Mm -hmm. uh, from the Santa Muerte deck. Uh, page of Pentacles. The Page of Pentacles. Uh, pentacles, business, finance, um, career, physical. Pages, new beginnings. Okay, that's a standard interpretation. But in the Santa Muerte deck, I look at the skeleton holding a coin over her purse. Um, it makes me wonder whether she's just received income from her new venture and she's putting it in the purse for safekeeping or whether she's taking it out of the purse to invest it in a new venture. Based on the imagery, it could be either one. Um, even based on interpreting the Page of Pentacles, it could be either one. But I would use my intuition. If I was really drawn to that coin, rather than just looking at the card as a whole, if I'm drawn to that coin, I'd use my intuition to see how that might want to be part of the reading. Hmm. But only if it calls to me. Right. And I'll talk about that briefly after the second card. So my other card that has an example um, it's the chariot. So chariot in general is about moving forward, taking control, uh, ready for action, uh, ready to, to conquer. And in this deck, it's a very colorful card. Uh, we have a, a gypsy caravan and just, it's just a way fun card, <laughs> way fun deck. So it's a very colorful card, but I was drawn to a pale gray helmeted figure in the top left at the back of the scene. Um, so it made me wonder, because it's at the back of the scene and it has no color, unlike the rest of the card, it made me wonder exactly what it is that drives this chariot and charioteer forward. It got me to wondering, well, is it a positive energy that's driving this chariot? Or is it something more shadowy? Um, so this symbol may or may not want to come into play in a reading. Um, 
But as I looked at it, I thought, huh, what is that about? Let me see how that might want to play into this interpretation of this card. But I would use it only if it calls to me in a specific reading. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, I teach using symbols in my classes, just because I talk about using symbols to modify the interpretation of a card, um, doesn't mean you have to use them. And just because the symbol on a card calls to you in one reading, right. it does not mean that you need to use it every time. That would just be wrong. Consider it like a one-time flash, appropriate only for that person in that moment. Mm-hmm. Good point. So right. I use symbols only rarely, truthfully. Uh, I think that's how they should be used, only rarely and only when they light up and you say, ah, okay, talk to me. So I guess my final word is always when using symbols, don't look for them. Don't force them. Let them find you, and you'll know when they're important. Mm, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Because I, I, I use the same deck for all my clients, right? I, and you have many decks, but I, only, I basically just use one. And I can pull the same card for three different clients on the same day, and I will see something different in each one for each one of them. So it's almost like it lights up or it just really draws your attention or there's sort of like this ding that goes off in your intuition that says, look at that. And so, um, yeah, so some people get really inflexible with the meanings of cards. They they know they feel like or they think that it's, you know, if this card definitely means this or it definitely means that. But you have to have some, you know, some flexibility with with the cards. There may be a basic meaning behind it, but there's a whole lot of depth to it as well. Yeah, yep, very true. And and again, that's why I like to encourage people to try different decks. Yeah, um, it really opens up, expands your horizons around what a card might mean and how it might be portrayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Alrighty, so we are taking calls today. We do have some people in the queue, but if you'd like to get in the queue for a reading with Anne and I, you can call us at eight one six two five one three five. And it can be a question about the tarot or can be a question for a reading. And as always, um, we do look for a certain way of asking a question. And that would be, you know, what do I need to know more about X, Y, and Z? Rather than, oh, just get, just throw the cards down and see what comes up. That's, you know, there's way too much. (laughs) We need a focus point. So what do you need to know about X, Y, and Z would be a really good way to, to pose one question. So we do have, I think we have enough time to maybe bring on one caller before the break and let's see let's go to Kyle hello Kyle hello hello hi Kyle hi 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 Kyle you got on (laughs) hi I did I'm so excited yay cool do you have a question for Anne I do I have like a reading question so um like a life question so just to give you like a quick background, I recently found out that um, my, the person that, the father that raised me is not my biological father. I found out it's age 41, big shock, big family oh secret. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the, I, I, I did it through like ancestry and I connected with like a half brother. And so like my biological father reached out to me and we were chatting for a little bit, but he started to just come on really strong and like make me really uncomfortable. Just like, I love you. I miss you. And I'm like, dude, we just met, you know, like we haven't even met yet. We're just, you know, <laughs> um, really gung ho. 
So then I found out from my mom that, like, when she found out she was pregnant, she actually went to his house, and he didn't even, like, come to the door. He just, like, sent someone and told her that they, he wasn't interested and didn't care and could she, do whatever, she could do whatever she wanted. But he lied to me and told me that, like, my mom hid me from him and, like, didn't, like, told him to stay away. So, like, I told him I needed time and space to just kind of, you know, take a – I'm really angry about that. So I took a step back from the situation. So I'm thinking about just, like, shutting the door completely and just being like, you know what, I don't think I need this in my life. So I'm just wondering, like, if that's the right decision. So what do I need to know about um, – if I'm if if I'm shutting this door, if it's if it's the right thing to do. Okay, I know it's uh, sorry. <laughs> interesting situation, huh? I always have them. You guys uh, helped me with an interesting one a few weeks ago on the webinar. So, <laughs> and there's a lot of that happening nowadays. Yes, I didn't. Yeah, I was crazy. I was like, what? Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see what Ann... Anne has here for you. Okay. I know what I have here, but let's see what Anne okay. has first. Okay. Okay. So what should you know about just sort of shutting this door? You peeked into the closet. Yep. And like, should I kind of found a boogeyman and said, I'm going to close this door. Like, is he is bad? Like, is he like, I mean, is he a liar? I don't know. I, I think he is, but I don't know. I don't know if I can trust this dude. I wish I should just stay away. Hmm. Okay, Okay. so um, So let's see what we can do. And then we might have to continue this on the other side of the break. So so hold on tight, Kyle, if we end up going to break. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, So if you choose to close this door, um, it feels as if there may still be more to come um, in the future. I'm looking at the waxing gibbous moon in this pagan otherworld deck, which says it isn't completely done. Um, it's not a good thing or a bad thing, um, but I'm seeing two diagonals here. So I think there may still be more to come. On the one hand, we have with the door shut, mm-hmm. we have the happy family card. You know, things can go back to being the happy family that you knew and know. We have the, the victory card, six of wands. So again, there's this very good energy. The other diagonal is, I think, uh, it's the two of wands, which is that, but I need to know more, but, but, but what else is there? And it's in diagonal with the nine of swords, which is kind of that nagging, hmm, but what if? I don't know. So I think the first diagonal of the, okay, if you shut the door, things can be peaceful again. But I think because that door has been open, like Pandora's box, um, uh-huh. it may not close down quite all the way uh, so you may still have some lingering hmm yeah hold, hold that thought yeah, in we're gonna we'll come right back after yep. the break right. okay sure Welcome back to The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, 
welcome back to The Intuitive Life. My name is Laura Worcester, and I'm here with my monthly guest, Tarot Master Ann Hentz. And we're in the middle of a reading, but I just, Ann, I just wanted you to mention your online tarot classes before we go back to Kyle and her reading. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Um, yes, in um, just about two weeks, I guess, on October 16th, Saturday, I'm offering online my monthly tarot studies. Uh, we do practice readings, we do exercises, we look at new spreads, we just do whatever kind of comes to mind before when I'm when I'm prepping it. Um, it's really for all levels of student. You don't have to know a lot, you can know a little, and you can even know nothing at all if you want to just join in and pick up what you can. It's a great, great group of people. Um, so that's pretty fun. So that's on October 16. And then I have Tarot Basics 1 and Tarot Basics 2. These are for beginners. Tarot Basics 1 is on Sunday, October 24, and Tarot Basics 2 is on Sunday, November 7. I will teach from the um, Radiant Weight deck. Any of the weight decks would be good to work with. If you have a different deck, be prepared for the imagery to not look the same, so it, it might not be as smooth a, um, a transition. Uh, so I do recommend the Radiant Weight deck. That's and that's excellent. it. Those are my upcoming classes. Wonderful. Excellent. And to highly recommend these classes. Everybody loves them. I love these classes with you, Anne. So, yeah, excellent, excellent time to be able to uh, learn your cards. So we were talking to Kyle, and Kyle recently found out about a family situation um, where she found out her dad, you know, she found out who her dad actually was at the age of 41. So here we go. So you were looking at the cards, Anne, that you had. Okay, and re a brief recap, yes, um, I think that even if she closes the door, this is not completely over. Um, we see some blessings and benefits from closing that door as far as the family goes with the happy family card and the victory card. But we also see um, kind of a nagging, but what if, what else, what else might there be? <clears throat> so I did pull two more cards to say, okay, given that we still may have that nagging, hmm, what else, though, maybe what I want to learn from this person or about this person. Um, we've got the temperance card and the five of cups, suggesting that if in the future, um, when better balance has been um, achieved, you know, mentally, um, and if um, Kyle chooses to pursue it a little bit further, not welcoming with open arms, but to learn more, um, I think that's where the five of cups come in. There may be some good things, but there may also be some very disappointing things, which is what the five of cups is about. Mm, yeah, that's, so what, that's I what I have. <clears throat> yeah, that's why I the, I pulled a card first um, to kind of set the stage for the, the scenario, and it was the five wisdom card, right? So this is about knowledge and five, obviously, we mentioned earlier, five being conflict, right? And some maybe not being on the same page. And so that's what I'm seeing is the scenario right now. And then the next card is the green bordered eight emotional withdrawal card which is to me it, it reminds us to take a step back and breathe and just and, and don't get too attached to the outcome of anything that's happening right now and just know that there's other there's two different people here who have to kind of take stock of what's happening here with how they feel about it right so there's that so it's kind of like take a step back don't get too connected and don't get too emotionally drawn into the situation and recognize don't take it personally all right it's hard not to but 
you know, it, it's it's just a reminder not to do that. And then the um, the final card that I have here is the seven red boarded card, which is patience and planning, which is just like what Anne said, it may or may not turn out the way you want it to, but there's still room here for something to happen where it could be maybe you'd be on the same page, but you know, but maybe not. You just don't know. There's there's a, there's multiple potentials of outcomes here, but there's still room here for something to connect between the two of you. Um, it just will take some time. All right. So I think we're on the same page with that, Anne, with our cards that I, we pulled. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how do you feel about that, Kyle? Is she gone? Oh, oh there I don't she is. Oh, I'm here. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I just don't know if I can trust this guy. That's why I really want to close the door. And he was yeah. making me uncomfortable to begin with because he was like just full on, like, I'm, I want to be your dad kind of thing. And it was freaking me out. Right. But like, after I found out about that lie, I just, I don't, I don't know if I can just trust this guy. I think, I think there's, I don't know. Yeah. So it might, it might be, it might be better for you to just step back and just see how things go. Yeah. You know, and don't yeah. don't try to get too attached. Don't try to take anything. You know, don't don't take anything too personally here either. Um, mm -hmm. And just see where that goes. He, he okay. just might. Yeah, he just never know. And listen to your intuition. Listen to your exactly. gut. If you feel like, whoa, what is he saying? That's just that's just a lie. You know, mm -hmm. okay, it's exactly. not good. Yeah. Thank you so. You might got to tell one. Thank you so much. You're you're very welcome, yeah, Kyle. All the best. Have a great one. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Yeah, it's a tough situation. It can be very emotional too, and expectations are very high, and oh my goodness. But always, mm. always trust your gut if something doesn't seem right. Yeah. Those red flags go up. Oh boy, pay attention to those. Okay. So let's go to our next caller. We're going to go to, uh, let's see, let's go to Beth. Hello, Beth. Hello. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. How can we help you today? Um, I was hoping that you could um, pick a card to see if I'm going to be moving at all to a new home this year or if it's something that I have to wait for next year. Okay. So, so when you say, am I going to be moving, um, that sounds like, you know, our future is predestined, which I don't believe it is. So what is the situation that you're causing to ask this question about moving? I am ready to move on, and I am looking for a new house, and I just haven't found it yet. So I'm not okay. concerned too much about the area, but I feel like I'll know the home when I find it, you know? All right. All right. Okay, so basically we're really saying what's the energy around the likelihood of my finding oh, a new home excellent. and moving yes. into it? Yes. Awesome. She's so good. <laughs> righty. Okay. The market right now is crazy too. It is. So my husband's like, "Well, you might have to wait. I don't know." And then I'm like, "Okay, well, if I have to, I have to." But you never know. <laughs> mm -hmm. You never know. The time is right. Yep. Hmm. I'm pulling cards too. It's interesting. I can't wait to see what uh, what Anne has. This is cool. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Um, the, the, the page of Pentacles is at the center. So pages are new beginnings around the physical. And remember, Pentacles are about the physical. They're not necessarily about money and finances and career. In this case, 
it's about none of those. It's about page, a fresh start, pentacles in the physical. So when I saw this, I thought, huh, I think, yeah, I think you are likely to find something. Then I looked at the cards around, and they make me say, but it may take a little while. Okay. Um, because we have the nine of wands. This is saying, you know what, I can do this. I, can, I have what it takes to do whatever it takes to make this happen. Um, that's top left. Top right is the Ten of Wands, which I'm, it's, it's so cool. This is where I wish it was kind of a, a live video because I'd be saying, look at this picture. Look at this picture. Um, I'm using the Light Sears deck. And in general, with most decks, the Ten of Wands is it's a bit of a burden card. Um, so there's some effort involved. But the depiction in the Light Sears, and I'm glad that I reached for this deck, is um, there's a big hill behind this woman. She has come down a path. She's walking with her oxen. Her oxen is loaded with her personal belongings, and she's carrying her wand, but she's also carrying a suitcase, walking alongside the oxen. Now, if that isn't the imagery of moving, I don't know what is. Yeah. Right, right. So in this case, yeah, in this case, I combine what I see in the imagery, which is totally a card of moving with what I know of the standard Ten of Wands, which is, but there may be some effort involved. Okay. Which okay. goes along with the Nine of Wands. Now, two other cards. Um, underneath our laden ox and our woman with her suitcase is the Seven of Pentacles. Seven of Pentacles is about assessment uh, and tweaking. So this would suggest to me you may want to be um, thinking about how have you been doing your search? How might you do it a little differently to get different results? Um, you know, it's that kind of, hmm, how can I do something a little bit differently? And then okay. the final card sitting under the nine of wands is the hanged man. And this honestly came to me immediately as its two main interpretations. The first one was the hanged man. Not a lot happens right away. He's just hanging there, or in this case, it's a she. Okay. But the other, the other aspect, and that's when I was drawn to the, the glowing um, light around her head, the other aspect of the hanged man is that um, thinking outside the box. Hanged man is upside down for a reason, to see things differently. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that goes right along with the seven of pentacles, saying, see how you can do the search a little bit differently. Because these cards look like, yes, maybe some effort involved, but I think a move is likely, uh, and try uh, tweaking how you're doing the search. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's exactly what I get, too. This is so cool. Oh, and, really? <laughs> yeah, this is so, it's, yeah, it's so cool. Huh? And different cards, but similar similar um, message here. And, and Beth, are, are you looking, like, south of where you are? It doesn't necessarily have to be out of state from where you are, but are you looking, like, south from where you're currently? Um. No, I, I actually I'm not. Um, I I would like to, but my husband's business is north, and so we would uh, eventually like to get another place. But for right now, for our permanent residence, it would be you know up north, and he'd like to be closer, so the commute to bit his business is not so long. But we haven't been able to find anything. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, there was something about direction here, like a completely opposite direction of where you want it to be. So it was like, hmm. So there might be more availability 
south of you, then okay. north. So that might be that might be what's coming up here. So that there might be the delay here that being able to find something that suits your needs. You might have to. It might take a little bit longer because I'm I'm feeling like if you really wanted if you had to move right now, I'd say look south of where you are, not north. So, but okay. that that goes against what you need though. So, all right. Very good. And so, Laura, Laura, that ties into doing something differently, doing a different kind of search, assessing and tweaking but, the search that we see in that two is, cars. That is true. I mean, if I did go south, it would be better for my husband. But we haven't really looked there because we didn't think we could afford anything south of us. So, But I can. You know, I definitely yeah. can. Oh, I would I would look south. Okay. <laughs> but you might take a peek. Surprised. Yeah, take a peek. Yeah. See what's see what's behind the curtain there. Yeah, it's um yeah, there might be something that you you might you might be surprised by what you find. Okay. I mm. I can definitely do that. That's good. Okay. So, all thank right. you so much for your, all your help today. Thanks, Beth. Good luck with that. Thank you. You as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that's so fun. I love doing. I love pulling cards when you're pulling cards. <laughs> See what comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, yeah, they tell the same story with a little addition. So it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's so awesome. Alrighty, so let's see. My goodness, this hour's flying by. Let's get to, um, let's go to Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Hi, how are you? Good. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. Um, the question I have is related to my career. And I'm, I feel like I'm at this crossroads right now um, in determining if I'm going to stay, um, stay with what I'm doing, which I love. Um, I can tell you more about what I do or, and, or take a um, sabbatical for some time, either like a half a year, a full year, or explore other opportunities. So I just wanted to ask about that. Okay. Well, let's look at both of so those So would scenarios. the sabbatical be to explore other opportunities? No, not really. It would be um, to do what I'm doing, probably some research and, and things like that. But certainly a year of self-care and uh, re- rejuvenating, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm not quite clear on exactly what our question is. Um, are we saying, are you, are, should we be looking at the energy around taking a sabbatical? Um, or are you also considering changing career? And are we looking at what you might expect if you stay? Is that three things let, that I'm let's hearing? Actually, I, I, I totally understand. Yeah, let's ask what's the energy around taking a sabbatical. And I don't know if I can ask this, but half a year versus a full year? Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Energy around sabbatical. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so funny because I, I just pulled I pulled cards on your um current your current situation, and yeah, it's there's a lot to still love about the work that you're in right now, but it, you just need a fresh perspective. That's okay. Okay. So let's see, what, let's see what Anne says about um about your sabbatical here. And I know what I'm seeing here okay. too on my cards. <laughs> All right, and let me just look at half a year versus. Yeah. A year. Interesting. <laughs> it's amazing what six months difference can make. That's what <laughs> Okay, so I am looking at five cards for energy around taking a sabbatical. Card in the center is the four of cups. This is spirit saying, you know, this is a good opportunity for you. Uh, Ten of wands, 
uh, is, is back, but we don't care about the oxen and the suitcase so much as the idea of burden. Um, the woman in the Four of Cups opportunity card is looking rather dejectedly at the heaviness of the burden card to her upper left. Uh, upper right, Six of Pentacles. This is about balance. This is about um, fairness and, you know, fairness to yourself. Uh, but there's a great idea of balance here. Underneath that, and it's as in regaining your own balance, um, underneath mm-hmm. that, King of Cups, it makes me feel like if you choose to uh, take a sabbatical, this is a lovely, lovely King of Cups in this deck, um, it may replenish you and refill you and allow you to regain that sense of self and of being in control again as opposed to being swept along and then the final card under the burden card is the magician so it feels like if you choose to take a sabbatical again your energies are restored and you gather your resources and your power um, ready to then um, be the magician again and move forward so looks lovely for sabbatical i pulled one card for six months and one card for a year, um, and the six-month card is Knight of Cups. This is Knight of Cups, a good amount of action around uh, joy and restoration, and you know it ties in nicely with the King of Cups that we saw in the card for um, regaining yourself again. So six months looks good, and <laughs> I like time off, so I was thinking, yeah, but how about a year? I I turned the year card over and we got the three of swords, um, which is a card of disappointment and discontent and oh so God, on. So it thing. made me feel like <laughs> wow. maybe a year will be too much. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so I love that we both have the same. Yes. A year is too much. Yep. Wow. Wow. So cool. Okay. Yeah, I was like, that was so interesting. Cause I, the cards that I pulled for the six months, I got the base chakra, which is all, you know, it's about the body, taking care mm. of self care, everything like that. The balance card came up. And then the, um, the harmony card came up, which I read it to be more as like, you know, connecting with your, you know, reconnecting with yourself and getting more centered with yourself and the relationship with yourself. So that looks really good. And then I pulled the, you know, just like Anne with the, um, I pulled cards for the, uh, for 12 months and there was disappointment right off the bat. So a little too long. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. Th- thank yeah. you so much. You're very welcome. Hope that helps. That's so cool. I can get two two scenarios from two different card readers. <laughs> so mm. it's, it's actually not a thing. surprise. I've been I've always felt like I could never retire because I would miss working. So I think that maybe the uh, half a year is part of that balance too, a balanced approach to that sabbatical. Yes. So wonderful. Thank you. Great. Well, hopefully that was validating for you. It was. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. That is so cool. <laughs> like laughing yeah. as you're saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> that is so, so fun. So, fun. so can you, can you describe your process again about what you did? So you pulled, a, you pulled cards for just the scenario of taking a sabbatical and then you pulled a single card for each of the options of the sabbatical, right? Is that what you did? I did, yeah. And I only pulled one card for the six months and one card for the year because I was looking at the time thinking, what if we, I don't want to run out of time. 
Um, but if I had had more time, I might have pulled mm, two or three cards for each of these scenarios, six months and a year. But as you can see, one card totally told us what we needed to see. It did. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it really is okay to like a lot of people feel like oh, I, you know, they use a certain spread. And then they feel like, oh, I need a little more information, but they feel like they kind of stuck. So I, well, I took the spread, so I got to take what I get from the spread. But you can always pull another card for more information. There's no, there's no rule. Oh, always, it. always, always. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. think about it. The spreads are not magical and mystical things that were handed down from star beings eons ago. <laughs> people made them up. Yeah. You know, it's just people. Mm -hmm. So you know, some spreads I agree with. Some spreads I look at them and I think, well, that's stupid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so the ones I agree with, I might use. The ones that I think are stupid, I definitely won't use. Um, and I don't normally use a spread. I I throw some cards down, however many I feel like. Oftentimes three, more often five. And then if I want more information, I pull more cards because I leave my fan of cards spread out in front of me. And they're just so inviting. People who have done readings for me will tell you, we'll be wrapping up because our time is done. But I'm saying, oh, let's look at this card. Oh, let's just let's just pull another card. Let's just pull a couple more, um, you know, because they want to talk. Yeah, it's a, it's a story. It's a storytelling type of thing where you just, oh, here's another paragraph. Oh, here's another aspect. And there's a bit more of the yep. story here. And yep. uh, it's yep. just so much fun. And I, I think that's... Um, that's the the main thing here is like when people like they get so focused in on the you know the specific meanings and what the book says and everything it's just just have fun and tell a story with the card just pull a card okay what what story can you tell about the card okay let's go to the next paragraph on the next page okay what else do we need to know put on another card you know and and it I think it's so much fun to do it that way and it's and I mm -hmm. think that's the main thing is that have fun with the cards don't make it a chore. Um, so people Absolutely. put too much yeah. weight on that of, you know, it's so serious and, and uh, no, take the woo woo out of it. <laughs> totally, totally. And Hey, one of the, one of the fun techniques for, for not even just beginners, but is to play the once upon a time game. And you can do this by yourself. You don't need to do a reading. Um, I'll be quick here, but once you say to yourself, once upon a time and you turn over a card, all we're doing is making up a story based on the cards. Once upon a time, three of wands. Oh, there was a young woman who was wondering what her options are in life. Pull another card. <gasps> Ten of cups. She was hoping that she would have, you know, married and a family and a home. Uh, pull another card. Ah, justice. But justice, um, karma got in the way and said, first of all, you have to do, you may want to do this. Pull another card. Three of pentacles. Get a job. So, you know, you just you just keep pulling cards and adding to your story. There's no stress. You're just having a good time. You're telling a story, but you're working with the cards and learning to tie them together. Yeah, and you and you could do that with a friend. Was you know, it doesn't have to be a client or anybody. Just a just to practice and just say, I'm going to tell you a story, but don't read too much into it. Let's just have a storytelling session here and just start pulling yeah. cards. It's just so much sure. fun. Or do it on your own, all by yourself. You know, like I just did now. It's yeah. just, it's just fun. Just fun. Yeah, this is so cool. Um, you know, to and that's so funny. So I'm pulling. I'm trying this. This as we're talking here, and the first card I get, of course, is a chakra card, right? So that's that's. All. <laughs> so anybody who knows, anybody who might be, you know, listening in, who's uh, familiar with the psychic tarot deck, um, there's 
there's sort of a, a different aspect to um, them in addition to being ba uh, based on the the traditional tarot system, there are chakra cards in them. And a lot of people go, oh my goodness, what do I do with these chakra cards, right? So the first card that I pull up is a, is a sacral chakra. So that to me, I'm curious what you would say. If I if you were doing a storytelling scenario and the sacral okay. chakra comes up, what would you say, okay, what would be the first line of this story? Okay, I would say, well, once upon a time, there was a person who felt that they were in need of community and connection with other people. And then I pull another card. And the next card I pulled is Triumph. Seven, black bordered card, major account. And they felt that they totally um, deserved to find this community and that they would be successful. And I pull another card. <laughs> and the next card, blue bordered, and, four, rest and rejuvenate. <laughs> and that's when Spirit said, you know what, buddy? You're going at this a little bit too fast and furious. You can't force people to be your friends or your family or your community. Step back. Chill, dude. Another oh, guy. <laughs> and so I on. love this. This is so much fun. We should do this live on, <laughs> on <laughs> That Facebook. would be fine. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? We'll have to do that. Yeah. I think that would be, it's a great teaching tool just to kind of go through and just say, okay, this is what we're going to go. Just go. Here we go. And yep. Um, yep. and it just it gets people out of their heads a bit more, which I think is fantastic. So we'll have to talk. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll we'll work something okay. out and do something like cool. that. That cool. sounds pretty cool. So anyways, I can't believe this is the fastest hour, but we'll definitely have Anne back again on the first Monday of November. November. Oh, my goodness. So anyways, <laughs> so anybody you'd like to learn about Anne, go to AnnHentz.com. It's A-N-N-H-E-N-T-Z.com. And of course, Anne Hentz Tarot on Instagram and connecting with spirit and hence on um, Facebook. Thank you, Ann. Lovely as always. That was a quick hour. <laughs> Thanks for being on. Thanks Thank for you very much, Laura. Thank you. Talk to you next month. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.